Welcome to the Rankin Baptist Church Podcast. Please note that all or some of this podcast may have been recorded during our live physical services at Rankin Baptist Church. Therefore, sound quality may be affected in some areas. We hope you enjoy the podcast. So as we look at God's Word this morning, we've been looking at life skills every believer must develop. Every believer. So we've looked at three so far. The first one is just the existence of hard skills and soft skills. Hard skills are the type of skills we normally feel we need to develop to make it in life. So it'll be things like, well, I need to get an education and I need to know how to do the job. Whereas the soft skills are the things we take for granted, but they're as important. Things such as your character, what type of person you are, how do you relate to other people, how about what type of person you are like at your place of work. Are you a pleasure to have around or do you stir people up the wrong way? What about your attitude in life and then when you see obstacles and you face obstacles, what do you do to overcome them? The second skill that we looked at was self-determination. If it's going to be, it's up to me. So Ecclesiastes says, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all of your might. Amen. Nobody but you and I can take our hopes, our desires, and turn them into reality. Either we're going to do it, or life is going to pass us by. Number three is repentance. Now, often we apply repentance to, well, I need to turn away from a sin. But really, repentance is the art of self-correction. When you see something going wrong in your life, that you have the ability to change that behavior, get it out of your life. So, Proverbs 22 verse 3 says, Sensible people will see trouble coming and avoid it, but an unthinking person will walk right into it and regret it later. All right. So today we're going to look at skill number four. And this is really the skill that gave birth to the whole series. As we turn the page from 2020, God bless you, into 2021, we were all happy and excited. And I thought, well, this was coming to mind. And then it gave rise to the whole series, but also a lot more material. We're not going to have an opportunity to go through all of the material today, but we're going to go through quite a bit of it, right? It's the skill of processing feedback for personal growth. The skill of processing feedback for personal growth. So, the title of the message is, I want to know, help me grow. So if you, if you are doing well, would you want to know? If you are doing badly, would you want to know? Now, <clears throat> before you make a choice of yes to the one question, no to the other, you have to choose the same answer. Right? If you were doing badly, would you want to know? What is your answer? Yes. Okay, then it's easy. If you were doing well, would you want to know? Yes. Great, you get both types of feedback. If your answer to the first one is, I don't want to know if I'm doing bad, I only want to know if I'm doing good. You don't get to choose. We have to be willing to receive feedback, receive feedback on both. So when we ask ourselves, our pastor, you know, you're preaching in a church, is it even in the Bible what you're talking about? No. Well, the word feedback is not in the Bible, but the concept of feedback 
is in the Bible. So Proverbs 27.5 says, Betty's open, rebuked and hidden love. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Now if you look at the contemporary English version of that, it says, A truly good friend will openly correct you. The question is, will you still be a good friend after they openly correct you? It's like, I don't need you in my life. Who are you to tell me? Well, they're doing you and I a favor. Because if you read the rest, it says, You can trust a friend who corrects you, but kisses from an enemy are nothing but lies. Some people are going to just flatter you, but actually they're deceiving you. It's better to have somebody who will tell you to your face what you need to hear, than people who tell you what you want to hear, but actually they're not telling you the truth. In Proverbs 19.20, NIV says, Listen to advice and accept instruction. In the end you'll be wise. The Good News Bible says, If you listen to advice and are willing to learn, one day you'll be wise. One day is one day. It's after the feedback. And depends on what we do with the feedback. So the Bible doesn't use the word feedback specifically. So it talks about people that are willing to speak into your life. You and I must be willing to learn. Be willing to be corrected. Be willing for somebody else to teach us than simply ourselves. You know, when you look at the book of Revelation, God starts out right in the beginning talking to the seven churches. And what He is giving them is feedback about where they are at. So He says to some of them, Keep on. You're doing very well. I know what you're going through. To others, he says, you've got to get this out of your life. To others, he said, this is coming. So God gives them a lot of feedback. The one in particular, he says, you guys think you're rich. But let me give you some feedback. And he says, actually, you're poor. You think you're good looking, but you're rich, you're pretty full. Man, you're sick. You've got to go get some eye ointment. Because you don't have the ability to see what is happening in your own life. So these people were wealthy. They had it together from an earthly, successful point of view. But spiritually, their life was in a mess. And they couldn't tell. So Jesus said, you may be rich. That's what you say about yourself. But spiritually, you're poor. You're lukewarm, you backslidden. In actual fact, I want to go further and I want to tell you that you're sick. You're diseased. So come to me and let me fix you. You know, it's often like that in the world when we judge our spiritual growth and health by our bank, by our bank balance. When we say, you know, I've still got a good job, I'm still a boss. Got lots of money, lots of possessions. And we automatically think that is God's endorsement on our lives. That means we must be doing right spiritually. And in actual fact, sometimes the very opposite can be true. We can be very healthy in terms of material wealth, but we can be lagging behind badly spiritually. Now, how would we know that? Well, somebody needs to speak into our lives. And we need to be open to allow people to speak into our lives. So why do we need feedback? Well, we all have blind spots. They're things that we cannot see. How far does your eyesight go? 
You can probably see very well there. Not so great there. Here you suspect there's movement, but you don't really know what's going on. Behind you, well, you have no clue. What's happening above you or below, you don't know unless you look. You see, we have limited vision. And the same is true in life. We're generally not always aware when we're making mistakes. And sometimes we've bumped our heads because we didn't see it coming. Sometimes we bumped our heads even though people told us, listen, you need to watch out for that thing. But we didn't listen to the feedback. So other people offer us better perspectives, additional perspectives. Things that we may not be aware of. Then, of course, we are narcissistic or negative by nature. Now, narcissistic means that we are pretty in love with ourselves. We tend to stroke our own egos. <laughs> and, of course, being negative means we can run ourselves down. So sometimes we feel that we're doing so well based on nothing going wrong that hi, we don't need feedback. We know where we are at. Maybe you want to ask a girl out and you're like, I want to predict what she's going to say, but I'm going to go through the process of pretending I don't know. And you're going to say things like to her, would you like to go out with me? When in the back of your mind, you're saying you would like to go out with me. But let me put that in the question so I seem humble. So we feel, well, I know what she's going to say until the day somebody says no. That's a rude awakening. That's a bit of feedback. Like, where's this coming from? Well, you don't deserve me anyway. You see, it's the way we respond. And of course, we can be negative when somebody says anything bad. We're so touchy that it breaks us down. We say, oh, what's wrong with me? I suck, I knew it. Now you even confirmed how bad I am. I wish I could just crawl into a hole and die. And somebody will say to us, listen, you're actually doing well. No, you're just saying that. You're just saying that to be nice. You don't really mean it. You see, we have these things happening. So we need to know how to process feedback possibly, uh, properly. How would you know that you're making progress? Well, you have to put systems in place to measure it. Then you need to look at the system and you need to judge where you think you're at by what things are actually telling us. So feedback shows us where we need to make improvements. You know, if you and I don't listen to feedback, you become a dinosaur. You become extinct. Because there may be things that you're doing right and there are things that you're doing wrong. But now the things that you're doing wrong may be getting out of hand and people are saying, they're giving you feedback. They say, you should think about this. Uh, 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 you need to pay attention to that. And we say, no, I'm just going to carry on. I'm doing well enough in other areas. There's going to come a time when people are going to say, we don't need you anymore. You're redundant. You haven't changed with the time. What do you mean? Where is this coming from? And they will say things like, we've been telling you this for years, but you wouldn't change. And so, sorry, you've been eclipsed. Times have moved on because you, you see, we wouldn't read the warning signs when it was coming to us. Of course, feedback forces us to confront complacency and mediocrity. 
If you and I were to evaluate our lives right now in a particular area, what would your graph look like? Well, I'm just consistent. I'm just maintaining. Or would your graph realistically look like this? The decline is happening over such a long period of time you don't see it. Or would your graph look like this? Everyone's got a graph. Hopefully your graph doesn't look like this. Because the average is still going to be there. You understand? The point of feedback is when you and I evaluate ourselves, we say, listen, we need to make changes so we can go like this. Or we need to make changes drastically so that at least we can get back up. But how will we know unless we've been tested? What's good about feedback is it breeds humility. It breeds humility. It shows us everyone is just like everyone else. There really are no superstars. Everyone has good points and everyone has things on which they need to work. And it brings us down. It keeps pride in check and it avoids damage in the future. Some people would rather not hear the truth now but deal with the fallout later. Others, when they're wise, they wouldn't mind hearing the truth now so that they don't have to suffer in the future. Every time we hear these things, it brings us back down to earth, not breaking us. So if we listen to storm warnings, there's no need to weather the storm in the future because somebody warned us about what's coming. Do you know that receiving feedback prevents people from leaving your life? There's some things that people may be showing you, telling you, and they say, really, I love you, you're a great friend, etc., etc. But really, you need to work on this thing. And if you don't work on it, eventually they're going to meet with you less often. If you're a great friend in many areas, but you're the type of person that likes to discuss other people, you like being negative, your friend may say, listen, I don't mind if you vent if you offload every now and then. But listen, every session together, you're like, this one said this about me, and that one said that. And it's like, I'm dealing with a lot of challenges in my own life. And when I meet up with you, there's just this pool of negativity. You're not a good friend. I'm leaving you. But they're not going to tell you about that negativity. They just say, oh, something came up. Oh, no, my boss needs me to work. And you're not going to put two and two together. So it'll prevent people from leaving you. How about breaking up? How about relationships? How about people divorcing another person who said, listen, I can't deal with a thing that you wouldn't deal with. I can't deal with it anymore. And so people will leave us. They may fire us. People will resign because they don't work like working for that type of boss. But we're like, that's not feedback. They were a bad employee anyway. There's a thousand to replace them. But then we start going through a lot of employees. And we wonder, where's this turnover coming from? It identifies strengths in our lives and what is working. Now, you and I need to also learn how to own things. Own your strength. If somebody compliments you, what's your response? Don't take the glory from Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Well, you made a great meal. Thank you, Jesus. 
Well, what if we said, your meal sucks. What are you going to say? Your fault, Jesus. You understand? So take ownership. When you're doing a good job, earn it. Say, great, I put a lot of effort into that meal. That meal was expensive. Anything else you have to say about that meal? You can go and fish. Do you understand? So there's nothing wrong with positive feedback. You and I, all that people are doing is affirming the fact that we're on the right track. So we're going to look at feedback, but we're looking at it from the perspective of receiving it. Obviously, you and I need to know how to give people feedback. Sometimes we can be a little bit blunt. We can be a bit harsh when we speak to people. Or we can get the truth out to people, but we're saying it in a way that they can actually accept it. Right? They can agree. You can solicit participation. How do you process the feedback that is given? So a person is asking you, are you asking them, how am I doing in a certain area? Would you really want to know? If you say to them, no, really, really, be real, how am I doing? You may just open a floodgate. They may say, I'm glad you asked that way. And then they let, are you ready for that? I don't know about this feedback thing. It could go either way. No, it can only go one way. If you treat it in a certain way, even the bad news is good news about if it helps you avoid bad things. Isn't that so? And of course, the good news just makes your life better and better. Sometimes when people say certain things, we are going to be like, ouch, on the inside. You're going to keep a straight face, okay? <laughs> you're going to keep a straight face, but you're going to be like, oh, that hurt. <laughs> you punch me to the stomach right there. <sighs> or you can get angry. How dare you? Who do you think you are? You're crossing lines here, brother. I didn't ask you to be that honest. Just be honest. Keep and hold something back. <laughs> or you can be like, Okay, you want to take it outside? <laughs> Let me tell you something about you. Since we're in the whole thing of telling each other little things, and you like become defensive. Processing feedback. How do we do it? Five points. How to discern feedback, this process. Firstly, we need to discern the feedback. Invite feedback, filter feedback, interpret, and then use that feedback to make improvements. So the first thing is discerning feedback. The thing about feedback is it's happening all the time. Some of it we're aware of, and some clues and messages we're like, huh? Because we're not seeing it. So if you look at feedback, there's like a formal feedback and there's the feedback that we asked for 
And then the other type is the type of feedback well, we didn't ask for. Some people are going to give it to you anyway. Right? And it's feedback we didn't see as being feedback. So let's look at the, the formal. It's a type of test. Every type of test. When you go and write an exam, when you go for a medical exam, when your car goes in for a test, it's evaluation. Now, how many people are like, I don't like that teacher. She's going to test me. Can't I just have a subject where I'm not tested and I don't know if I know? No. You have to be tested. That's the only way you'll know. The funny thing is if you're doing well, you look forward to a test. What's up? You're like, let's go for this test. I'm going to ace it. And when you know you haven't studied, it's like, this is such a negative thing. It really depends when we are, where we are at. If you're at your workplace and there's a formal assessment and they said, we've set a target of so many sales and your sales are there. You're a teacher and your class marks are there. If X number of students are failing your class, it can't be all the students. It's just a reflection that something's not going right in your class. We can be tough to face that. You know, every time during a year, our, our times of prayer and fasting, we tell people, stop. Stop what you're doing. Evaluate your life. Slow down. There may be things that are getting away from you you may not be aware of. There may be things that you need to strengthen. So we tell people, stop and evaluate your spiritual progress. Some people are like, I don't fast and pray. I just go in from year to year. You live a mediocre Christian life. And there's nothing that ever is going to be done to stop and reflect. Other people are like, I don't like this happening. I'm getting it out before it even takes root. And so that's what we do to keep sharp. When we look at informal, unsolicited information, that's the stuff that we're getting, but we didn't ask for. Your mirror speaks to you every single morning. Doesn't matter what way you stand, this way, that way doesn't matter. The mirror is only reflecting what is happening. Isn't that so? How about our emotions and our thoughts when we always feel angry? We should stop and say, what is this telling me? The fact that I'm always angry, that I'm always complaining. What's happening? Hey, that happened and I never dealt with it. Thanks for that feedback. You understand? We're getting it all the time. What about your belt? Your belt is feedbacking you because of the, all the feeding that you've been feeding yourself. It's giving you feedback. So there's no problem. <laughs> your belt will give you a period of grace. And after the grace is over, bra, you're either going to buy another belt. But what has it been telling you? No, it's old age. You're going to be one of those weird toppies. Have you seen it? Up till here is a size 30. And over here is a size 60. It's like, I can put on weight. You're up till here, brother. Do you understand? So these are things. If I had to ask you now, how fit are you? Well, Pops, look at this, man. There's no weight here. I'm lean. So we'll run up the road. Do you see that even the fact that you lean can show, can hide the fact 
that you're not really fit. You may say, well, 300 meters, you only start painting. You may get to 50 meters, and it's like, did somebody move the line? I'm sure I'm at 300 already. And that's the funny thing. You'll never know unless you put yourself to the test. And then you'll get a little bit of feedback. So, some people are going to drop hints in your life. Hey, have you ever thought of? They mean to say, you should do this. But they're going to say things like, hey, have you ever thought of? Because they want to draw your attention to things. And if you like, why should I think of it? Where is this conversation going? What? Have you ever thought of? They're trying to tell you something in a diplomatic way. They just don't know how to get it out. So you and I need to be sharp to understand these things. There's a lot of feedback that just happened. And we don't know why it just happened. When, like we said earlier, people leave our lives. There was a whole train of feedback. And the only thing we can kind of catch as a hint is when the fallout happens. But the signs were there for a long time. So you know I need to be sharp. How about inviting feedback? Giving people the freedom to give us constructive feedback. So people who want to grow want to know. People who want to grow want to know. You and I know if you're looking for feedback, there's probably not going to be a shortage of people willing to give you an opinion. They'll be like lined up. Oh, I'm so glad you asked. How much time have you got? And they will get working. So if you've made a mistake or you've performed poorly, would you want to know? No, 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 don't nod your head. Think it through. Would you want to know? Most of us do want to know, but can you send it in the email? Can you make it anonymous? Can you address it to whoever and I'll just pick it up? But when it comes about our lives to us from a particular person, suddenly we make it personal. So we need to get to the point of whether we, we're inviting feedback, but we don't make it a personal affair. There are voices we don't really want to listen to. There are facts we don't want to know. But we need to invite those voices to speak. We need to look at those facts objectively. We need to create channels for feedback. We must tell people, listen, you won't get fired if you tell me how really I am doing. I'll still be your friend after this. I won't get into a fight with you if you tell me. It won't be tit for tat. I'll just listen and I will take it on the chin like a man. All right? <laughs> but now when you're inviting feedback, you need to invite feedback from the right people and the right feedback. You don't have to invite everybody and give everybody the freedom to talk into your life. Well, the pastor said, I must just take it. Some people are going to talk nonsense. Some people are going to use it as an opportunity to rent. Some people are just going to use an opportunity to get at you, break you down. You don't need that. That's not what feedback is. That's a person being slanderous or malicious. You don't need that. You don't need feedback from people who themselves are in the same predicament. You need feedback from somebody who's going to be objective. Somebody who's probably got it together and is going to help you evaluate 
why you're not doing well. We'll be able to point certain things out so that you know how to fix certain things. Because isn't that the purpose of feedback in the first place? To help you grow and improve. So only look for those people. You can be a little bit discerning about how, who you allow to speak into your life. Feedback always changes the dynamic in a relationship. And some people don't want feedback from certain quarters because it changes the dynamic. So normally a boss doesn't want to have feedback from the employee, but will be happy to give it. Because it kind of makes the boss vulnerable. It changes the power in the relationship to a certain extent. The boss is going to be exposed if they're doing something wrong. And then after the evaluation, they're like, I still feel embarrassed, but now I can't shout at you because you know my failings. That's only if feedback is made into a personal thing. How about parents and children? How about the children telling the parents, we want to assess your motherhood here. Your fatherhood is coming under discussion. And the first thing we like to tackle is, how stingy you are about allowances? Let's address that, shall we? Let's give you feedback in that area. <laughs> but normally it's like, they say for me, XFAO. You understand? We had that. But if we brutally honest want to be better parents, we need to be vulnerable. And then afterwards we can say, great, tomorrow we're working on you. Be careful what you say today, because tomorrow, <laughs> karma, karma's coming back to you tomorrow. So when we get to the point of giving people feedback and receiving feedback, and they understand we're doing it constructively, it'll come back constructively. Then who cares about the dynamics in the relationship? The boss, the employee, the parent, the child, everybody is interested in the best for the company, is interested in the best for the family. Amen. So you and I need to do sometimes personal evaluation, asking ourselves hard questions. You know, 2 Corinthians 13.5 says, examine yourselves to see whether you're in the faith. Can somebody close those windows, please? Examine yourself to see whether you're in the faith. 1 Corinthians 11.31 says, If we judge ourselves, we will not come under judgment. So the Bible says that some of the evaluation shouldn't be left to other people. You and I should be using the faculty that God gave us to evaluate our own progress. Do people really need to show us when there's going to be collapse in our lives? When we're making mistakes? Can we not discern it ourselves? How are you doing spiritually? Evaluate yourself. Well, I think I'm great. No, you cannot use that as a measurement. You cannot use feelings. Feelings is not feedback. You have to measure something. You have to put things in place that you can use in the future as a measurement. How about reading the Bible? How many chapters do you get through a day? As much as I can. Wow. So if we're talking about real numbers since the beginning of January, would you say 60, 70, 80? Would you say 10 or 15? That's a real, that's a real measurement. Do you understand? So you and I, the Bible says, before you backslide, see the coolness coming. See yourself getting cool. Why does the pastor need to address backsliding in your life when it's been happening there for months? 
We need to be willing. David invited God to give him feedback. Psalm 139, 23. Search me, O God, know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's anything offensive in me. He says, God, is there anything you're not happy with? I'm willing, Lord, for you to hear that. Because you know, God's not only going to run us down. Before you know it, God's going to be building you up. You expected the worst, and God's going to be like, but you also got this going for you, and I'm proud of you in this area. But you and I must be transparent before God. Number three is filtering feedback. Filtering feedback. So how do you receive feedback? Well, I like this illustration that I saw somewhere. Sorry, Jay, this is where the sponge illustration. Who of you were here for the sponge illustration in the beginning? Okay, get that illustration out of your mind. Because there's a new one. <laughs> Just joking, that was a good one. Somebody said, what you should not do is take feedback like a sponge just suck it all up you should take feedback like a sieve now here's what a sieve is i had to go online because i didn't quite know i said to marissa i need for an illustration that thing that you use for flour she said it's called a sieve oh yeah that's what i've been talking about all along the sieve right she gave it to me like only wives can <clears throat> i'm just joking so what is it? It's a fine mesh strainer, also known as a sieve. It's a device for separating wanted elements from unwanted material. Good. So we don't just, no, we do this. There's some feedback we don't need in our lives. Brother, if you want to vent, go and vent somebody else. If you want to throw your toys out of the cot, hoi it somewhere else. The only thing I want to know is what is going to help me. I don't mind if it seems like criticism as long as you're not venting. You see? Then you only take what is good over there. But don't do this. Okay. I'm just humble. Okay. Whatever you... No, man. Some people don't know how to give feedback. So, not everybody should be entitled to speak into your life. Be open to suggestions. But it doesn't mean that you have to act on everything people suggest in your life. From our side, we shouldn't take things personally. So we'll just filter out those things that touch a nerve. Boom. And at the end of the day, that area in our life will be left the same, untouched. It will make no progress. The chances are, even after you put the sift into place, there will be positive things there, and there will be very challenging things still left. We need to pay attention to both of that. All right? And I like what Oswald Chambers said. He said, uh, let me just get it right. Always seek to draw a nugget from the negative. A nugget from the negative. He said, even if people are saying negative things, it comes across to you, you perceive it to be negative, there's always gold. There's a nugget. Take it away and use it to grow. Number four, interpreting feedback. So feedback is supposed to build us up. It's supposed to help us understand where we're at. So we've got to ask ourselves, now that I've got this, what is it actually saying? If a person says, you know, you never listen to advice, what is it saying? It's saying that I may need to be more patient. It's saying that I may not be aware that I don't take people into consideration. I don't give them enough time to speak about a matter. So, you know, I have to ask the questions, 
when we've got that feedback, take it apart and say, what is it saying? So if I'm a teacher and my students are failing or they're doing badly, it highlights what I think is going great, but actually isn't. So at the end of the day, uh, thanks class, great lesson. And the class is like, thanks ma'am. But they're like, did you know what she was talking about? And they, they didn't give you feedback because they are scared of you, ma'am. They're gonna write, scared you're gonna write things up. But guess what? Boom, at the end of the semester, feedback is coming anyway. And it's the marks. So now we've got to say now, okay, I see they seem to be failing in this area. Maybe I need to break these concepts down a little bit smaller and I need to learn. You know, at the end of the day, whatever you've worked on for that year, you will use for the rest of your teaching career. It's no amount of effort that will be ever be wasted. What, about, what does it say about my performance? Does it confirm certain things I suspected but didn't really want to hear? Oh, it's bad news, but it's good news. Or is it just confirming I'm on the right track? Keep going. You're doing well in that area. You and I need to acknowledge the good and the bad. Don't interpret things like that person is a negative person. The feedback is never about the feedback giver. It's only about you. So you can't turn the tables and say, you know, you're a negative person. I expect feedback from negative people. So I'm just going to throw that out. Maybe the person is not the great, most positive person, but the feedback is good. It's accurate. It's just not good feedback because it's highlighting a weakness. Then there will be feedback that is coming towards us that is actually good. And we say, you know, I, I, I feel bad. I feel like I'm failing. And then you evaluate things and it actually shows that you're doing well. You have to use that feedback against your emotions because your emotions are not a reliable source of feedback. You may be feeling bad, but doing well. But you struggle with low self-esteem. You struggle with rejection. So no matter what people say, you can't accept it as good. You will always try and find the bad and latch on to that. So you and I need to know how to interpret it. Number five, the final thing is using feedback to make improvements. Now this is of course the purpose of feedback. Using it to eventually stop a bad habit or strengthen a good habit. So how do we respond? Well, the one thing you don't want to do is waste feedback. How many things... If I ask you right now, how many things do you wish people would have told you about your life 15, 20 years ago? That if they could have only been honest with you, and if you were just willing to listen, there are certain things you wouldn't be struggling with right now. Every one of us have one or two of those things. And if those things have been in our lives for a while, it's really difficult to get a behavior out. It's easier to stop it. So we should invite this feedback. Don't get defensive. Don't think everything is personal. Don't brush it off. Don't trivialize it. Don't allow it to break you down. Don't go and critique the feedback giver. Oh, I just want to tell you what so-and-so said to me. 
like they are Mr. Perfect. So you go and gossip about the feedback. No, that feedback stays between you and the feedback giver. Don't go and look for an ally among a friend over there, cup of tea, and you're just raising the topic. No, what you're doing is you don't like what that person said. So now you're looking for somebody that's going to undo what that person said. Don't do it. All right? Don't mention the conversation. It was constructive. It's personal. It's confidential. So what I want you to say is, what I recommend is, say thank you. Your food doesn't taste very good. Oh, thank you. Is that what we tend to do? If I say, your food doesn't taste good, you come home, I don't know what you've been doing, but you look very relaxed when you walk in the door. I'm cleaning the house, I'm cooking, I don't get paid. What do, you, what do you say? The food doesn't taste good? You're lucky there's food at all. Tomorrow, you cooking. See what we do? Now imagine a different scenario. Thanks, honey. Love you too. <laughs> How about exploring the matter? What is it? Is it everything? Or what is it about the food? What it lacks salt? It's not supposed to be black. Not supposed to be hard and crispy. Let me ask you this. If you cooked a meal for friends that you experimented and you invite them over, and you ask them, hey, what do you think of the meal? Do you really want to know? If you paid for the whole meal, you're like, just eat the food. You'll pay for it. You don't have the right. <laughs> but if you really want to know, next time you're going to invite them for supper, they're always going to have an engagement. Isn't there people like that? You've been to their house, you're like shocked that they would even put this food on the plate. And you're like, every time this couple invites us, we are busy. While we're doing the Lord's work, Marissa and I, don't invite us for supper ever again. But if they're your friends and you want to stay friends and you open to the suggestions and they're going to say, um, it could have used a bit more of this, next time you cook that food, you're going to get better. But if you and I don't want to know, we're going to be cooking bad food the rest of our lives and blaming the whole world. Your taste buds don't work, Bruce. The food is you. It's out there. Isn't it true? So say thank you. Then where you need to, you may need to apologize. You may need to fix, fix things. You have to call yourself to account. You have to change certain things. You have to make changes, improvements. Another thing you could do is just laugh at yourself. Laugh at the situation. You know when somebody's giving feedback and you're asking somebody, there's always that awkward moment, or it could be that awkward moment like, what do you think? they like, how close I am to the door. I'm going to tell you what I think and then I'm going to run. But if they come back at you and they say to you, listen, not your best meal. You just say, I knew it. I knew it. I didn't like the food either. 
I can't believe I forgot the salt. And I forgot that ingredient. And everybody's laughing and they're like, I thought we were ever going to be invited back again. You see, if you can just diffuse it and laugh at yourself, because everybody else is laughing at you anyway, you might as well laugh with them. Isn't it true? So laugh with them. That will cause people to say, oh, and while we're on the topic of your food, I also want to tell you about this other thing in your life. Can we laugh a little bit more? And you're like, show's over. But if you can laugh at it, make light-hearted. You won't take yourself too seriously. And you won't beat yourself up about the matter. Then about, how about loving the feedback giver? Because we say to people we want feedback, and then when they give us feedback, like, I don't want to hear from you ever again. You're not my friend anymore. You know, you're very nasty. Shoo, I need positive people in my life. And if you can say to the person, thank you. It was a hard thing when you said it, but I appreciate the fact that you had you were courageous and you were honest. Now at least I know that you're a good friend. You're not just somebody that's flattering me and wants to be in my good books all the time. So I was watching a program the other day called Fat Chance. This guy said, my plan is to lose 90 pounds in 90 days. That's 45 kilograms more or less in three months. Fat chance, right? Do you think he got it right? He murdered himself and he got it right. He lost 47 kilograms in three months. It's like one and a half part of me is lost. So he said, well, what I wanted to do is I just realized I was letting myself go. And then he said, but my real motivation, also in the back of my mind, is I've had this crush on this girl since we were young. And I just thought, you know, if I could lose this weight, she's going to be more attracted to me. So it was the day of the big reveal. And he revealed himself. There wasn't much to reveal. There was less to reveal than the front. But he was proud of it and everybody was clapping him. She was even clapping and we thought, his shoulders are good. Then he took her aside and said, listen, can we have a chat over there? And they sat down and she was like, I don't know what, he's, what this is about. And he was like, would you like to go out with me? Would you like to be more than friends? And she said, <laughs> she said, no. She said, you know, we, we've been neighbors for a long time. You're more like a brother to me. If the situation, yes, cold, cold, you're more like a brother to me. It's very hard picturing you romantically. Even the svelte cut you. You know what he did with that feedback? He said that I'm taking you on as a wingman. What is a wingman? It's like a partner. And you know what she said? I'm going to find three good friends and I'm going to hook you up. I'm going to get you hooked. So something that could have gone very wrong, he said, thanks for the feedback. I understand it. I've been looking at you differently, but I still want you in my life. And I'm glad that you had the honesty to say that. You didn't come up with excuses. Now I want you as my ally. We're going to be good friends. If you can be honest with me about this area, 
chances are good I can ask you about many other things and you'll be honest you're good for me and then she said by the way I'm going to she didn't say it to him but off camera she said I'm gonna hook him up with three friends I've got a couple in mind right now this guy's gonna be good for them they're gonna be good you see how he got out how he arrived at the end of the day now feedbacks are an easy thing we want to know because we suspect we need to know the problem is we also want to be liked we want to be congratulated we want to be honored and sometimes we feel what well, if I'm gonna get feedback it's gonna be negative and I'm not gonna like it's gonna be a confrontational thing so let's just leave it but then of course we go nowhere feedback should never be about the person giving the stuff not if you're planning to grow feedback should be for us well I've got the, to the point in my life where I have the ability to process feedback regardless of what it is and where it's coming from the point of the matter is I'm always going to use this information coming back at me to take my life to the next level because there are things that I see in my life that I wouldn't be aware of if somebody didn't take the time to tell me so I appreciate the fact so our motto in life one of the mottos or well, we said if it's going to be it's up to me another one is help me grow I want to know give me feedback amen let's pray so father we want to thank you for the this dynamic of all of our progress our personal growth and that is inviting other people to help show us where we are at it's not always easy lord we want to pray that you help us to be humble people teachable people but then use the right people send the right people in our lives and help us grow father i also want to come against feedback that really wasn't feedback at all it was just somebody ranting somebody trying to break us down taking the opportunity we gave them to give feedback but really tearing us down father we want to get that out of our minds out of our hearts out of our memories our experience and we want to say father only that which you have appointed for us to learn from help us to discern it and apply it in jesus name we pray amen amen god bless you thank you for listening to today's podcast if you enjoyed today's podcast remember to share it with people you feel may be encouraged by it as well also remember for more resources to watch our video sermons or to find out more about Ramsey baptist church visit us online at www.rbathchurch.org.